The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. So before we get started, you said something about maybe there's a Disney cruise in my future. I'm feeling it, Todd. I think you deserve it with the family. Me and Minnie dancing on the... uh, On the upper deck. Yes. Yeah. No, I I think you need to treat yourself. I might. I might. Take the kids. Okay. I thought we were dropping them off with you. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Didn't you drop off one of your kids recently? Uh, here? four-legged kind. No, not oh, here. Oh, oh yeah. She, see, if it was here, then I could have yeah, flipped it. No. Next yeah. time. Next time. Next time. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're at that funny time of the year where people are feeling like the time to make a move or to plan that sell and buy is, is over. And I want to talk about uh, 10 reasons why putting your home on the market over the holiday season is actually a pretty good idea. Crazy. It is. It is a. It's a great idea. Actually. Okay, and you'll tell yeah, me why. We're going to tell you why. I'm thinking I'm. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas and my, you know, my slippers with a nice drink and. And that's actually one of the reasons why it's a great idea. So we'll go into that a little bit more. Stealing your thunder. Yeah. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. We'll be right back. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. So... Ten reasons, and we touched upon one. I stumbled into one, sorry. That's right. But before we jump into why it's a good time to sell in the holiday season, I just want to also talk about what the market is doing today because it puts it into a little bit of perspective for us. Um, The perception is, of course, that, oh my gosh, if you don't sell in the spring, you've missed the market. Um, And spring in Ontario is about two weeks. No, I mean, it's... 
the spring market uh, where we actually see prices really do their lift in an inclining market. It doesn't happen every year, but when we are in an inclining market, which we've all grown accustomed to lately, um, that big increase in price sort of hits March to June. So what we see is, um, uh, you know, that price going up from March to June, and then from June to about December, we stay very stable. And we stay stable at that level from June. You know, so think about it. You're seeing that rise in the spring, but that stability of that upper level price range kind of stays right across to the end of the year. And again, we're talking about an inclining market, and we're talking about previous markets that we're familiar with, including this year. And I, I cannot sadly predict next year because my crystal ball broke. It, it's in the shop. It's in the shop. Oh, what I'd give for the crystal ball. Um, so just putting that sort of giving you that background, selling between December, you know, November, December into early January, where most people think, oh, nobody's out, can actually have some really positive, positive effects. So the first one is um, if you put your house on the market over the holidays, um, you actually put yourself in a fabulous position to be a buyer in that January, February market before we see that March to June increase. So think about the big picture. If you're selling and buying, the big question is, when are you going to be a buyer? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to twist it and say, as much as, as much as so many people say, oh, I'm going to wait till spring to buy, or I'm going to wait till spring to do anything, um, you, you kind of would prefer not to. But isn't it a bit of a double-edged sword? Because you're thinking, you know, um, it's a quieter time. Would you maybe have a harder time finding something? Well, that's the thing, though. There's so few homes on the market. This is actually goes into right into my next point. But in the winter months, fewer people go to market because of this perception of spring and, and all these other times of the year that we don't see as much on the market. So now there you are in the market in December, and there's not a lot of competition. Um, that's your number two mm. reason. You have very little competition. Number three is the people who are out looking in December and January, boy, they're serious buyers. Yeah. Because if you're going to trudge through snow, ice storms, you know, your couple of days off over the Christmas holidays, whatever it is, and you're out looking at homes, it is because you are serious about your plans to make a move and you won't have a lot to choose from, but you will be serious about what you're looking at. But that brings up an interesting point because... Um, as we've sort of talked about, when you list in an area, you're generally aware of some of the neighbors. You know, you might canvas a few saying, hey, yeah. we're selling the house. So you may have a list of prospective sellers in an area. So if I come to you and I say, I'm looking for Broadview Danforth area. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, yeah, I go to the Rolodex or whatever you got. Right. You may <laughs> yeah. already have somebody that isn't actively listed, but... That's, you at some point. that's very true. So if you're working with a neighborhood specialist, they should probably have a couple people in their pocket who might even be gearing up for a spring sale or a sale, you know, later on. They're not quite ready. And now you've you've got an opportunity to get in there, maybe purchase a home without it. Um, right. So being even on the though the, the inventory level is low, it's not hopeless because there are other things you can do. It's absolutely not hopeless. Look. You know, the funny thing is, is that people, and, and this, you know, I'll say this to buyers because I find it kind of interesting. A lot of times we'll see buyers go through that fall market and they hit November and they say, you know what, we're tired, we're going to take a break. You know, it's getting cold out. Nobody's going to go to market now. 
you know, we'll start looking again in the spring. And I shake my head and it's like, are you kidding me? Who wants to be a buyer in March and April? Sorry. I mean, if you want to be, that's great. And of course, we will sell you homes and we love to be busy in the spring. But don't plan for it. Don't set up for it. Um, My number one thing is you only need one house and it's a house you like. If you walk into a house, whether it's December, August, you're going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, if you like it and it meets all the criteria. So actually, um, when, when a seller's talking about going to market in the holidays, they know that they may have slightly fewer people coming through, but those people are going to be serious. They've made a huge effort to come, and um, they and those sellers don't have a lot of competition. So I think I probably bundled three or four reasons right in there because I lost. You, you see, you pulled me off my list, oh, Todd. I'm sorry, I know, on. I know. I'm trampling all over your list today. So, so what I'll just add to that is. Um, no, we covered it. Never mind. Um, showing during the holiday season um, can be great as well. If you are a seller and you're planning to be away for a week or two, what a oh. great time to have your home on the market. You've cleaned it for the holidays. You've got everybody coming over. There might be a couple of crazy days and everybody gets on a plane or goes to Auntie M's place for so a you, couple of weeks. So Perfect. even if you haven't done it, you could, you could hire someone to clean it. Or stage it. Oh, and then absolutely. you don't even have to worry about it. I mean, you go on your vacation and you That's know that right. it's in good hands That's and it will right. look amazing. And yep. there's you're gone two weeks. Yep. Showings anytime, night or day. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. The other thing about showing a home in the winter, um, you know, winter, as much as I'm not a big fan, <laughs> um, homes look beautiful in the winter. You know, Christmas lights aren't Christmas for Christmas anymore. So those of you who don't celebrate Christmas, don't be shy of putting up a nice string of white lights or a colored light. Keep it very tasteful, very minimal, maybe a spotlight in a nice spot on the house or, a tree. Um, or on a tree. And now at night, you've got the white blanket of snow and the glittering lights and, you know, the lights on inside, a couple lights outside. Homes look beautiful in the winter when they're done up. Last winter, we had a home for two, a home for sale, and they had these um, two trees framing the front door of the house, and they had like blue lights wrapped around the trees going up. And the home never showed so well as it did at night with the snow on the ground and these this blue glowing trees on either mm. side of the front door. It was beautiful. So. Holidays are a good time to show that stuff off. If you do celebrate uh, any of the holidays around that time, you know, again, you're allowed, you can decorate, you can put stuff out. We do ask people to keep it a little more, you know, a little more tasteful, subtle. So you no know. Griswold lights along the roof and, you know. Uh, there's a few people in the neighborhood that probably wouldn't listen to me and would do it anyway. But yeah, you keep it a little more subtle for sure, for sure. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, again, I'm jumping, I think now to five or six, I've totally lost my number, Todd. I'm, I'm, I'm holding you to that one. We have one. to recap anyways. Um, but even though your house is on the market and it's holiday time, you can restrict those showing times. So if you, you know, there you are on the holidays, but you've invited some people over for an afternoon cocktail hour, restrict the showings. There's no showings at that time, mm. you know. Uh, on the flip side, you made a comment before we started the show, and that is it's holiday time. Why not invite the neighbors over for a glass of wine, a little wine and cheese, make it look beautiful, turn the lights down, have your candles up, and remind your neighbors your home is for sale, and who do they know? We've touched on that several times. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've heard stories, I think even one from you, where there's there's people who live in a neighborhood, and 
wouldn't it be great if they could get mom in this neighborhood or their brother or sister oh. or whoever because they love the area and every time they come visit, oh, this is such a nice area. Oh, and you know what? Your neighbors are your biggest fans. So people who don't want their neighbors in their home when it's for sale, unless you don't like your neighbors, which we won't, we'll take that for another show because <laughs> that's a great topic. Um, it, you know, they're your biggest fans. They believe in the value of the community. They, they are the ones who are going to go to work and tell their friends at work and, and tell their family and that sort of thing. So it's great. We had a, a house, year, we're going back many years, and um, winter, snowing, it was crazy, and the snow was falling and they had a hot tub. And I joked with them and said, you know what would be great is for, if for tonight's showing if you and your husband could slip into that hot tub and be sipping red wine. And um, they did it. They did it. They for sat? the showing, they actually staged themselves in the hot tub with a bottle of wine. <laughs> Did they wave at people Waving, at the you know. And uh, we had four offers on that home in a time when there were not multiple offers. And I have to say, you know, they were a good-looking couple. And So if I ever go sell my house, <laughs> I'm going to go put the kiddie pool back up and fill it with warm water. Yeah, it might have a slightly different effect. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but you're close. I'm close. You're close. All right. So let's take a break, and we'll come back and resume the list. We have no idea where we are, what number. Yeah, I'm going to regroup. I'm all over the place. Yeah. So you stay with us, and uh, hopefully you're listening from the hot tub right now, and you've got a nice cold or warm beverage. That would be lovely. Oh, wouldn't it? Especially in the snow, with the snow falling. That is pretty cool. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Hi, it's Paul Capelcante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your time's for The Vinyl Experience. Annoying, frustrating. Uh, of course, you're referring to me. Some days, enlightening, engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. Yes. Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. And we're not going to go there either. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. And uh, we're working our way through the list. We sort of, I've sort of hopscotched all over the list. You did, but that's okay because um, we've still got a few more things to cover off about why selling your home in the holiday time is that can actually be very positive. And one of the biggest ones we find are for um, many people out there, full-time workers, the holiday time actually is the first time that they can sit down and relax and breathe and set a schedule to actually go look at homes. And I know that seems like, oh, you got to be kidding. But we're meeting more and more people who are working 10-hour days. They're working realtor hours, right? Mm. They're working 10-hour days or we've got, you know, one party works till till 4 and the other party starts work at 2 and doesn't finish till 11. Well, I know. Um, IT guys that are on call. I didn't even understand this until a couple of years ago, but some of you IT guys out there that are on call, you're like doctors. You get called out at two in the morning when, when a system starts to fail and you might not see your family again for two days, you know, because you're not, they're not going to let you leave until the system's back up. 
Yeah, or, you know, you're sleeping. I mean, you get home at some weird hour and you've got to be back in the office and That's you're still right. expected to keep daytime hours. So what we find is uh, there's a lot of groups of people that hit places like March break, uh, maybe a week or two in the in the heat of the summer, the Christmas, New Year holiday break, where that is, those times are the times where they're kind of calling us even weeks in advance going, is anyone on your team available over the holidays? We're going to have like four days. We want to blitz. We want to buy something. Right. And so for anybody who's out on the holidays, there's a few of those people out there. And we're, these are serious folks. They're, they're committing some time over holidays, but they don't have any other time. So they're coming out. They're serious. They're going to buy something. Now, I just want to ask you quickly, you, you said, you know, on certain days, block out that there's no showings because you've yep. got family yep. things going on. Yeah. Should a seller be a little bit more flexible? Well, look, we always possible? we always ask our sellers to be as flexible as possible and, and to, you know, accommodate as many showings as possible. But whether it's holiday season or not, there are times in our lives where it just is not going to work when someone's going to want to come in. Uh, you know, in the middle of a of a normal regular time to sell your home and you've got two kids sick at home and you say, you know, we sometimes get, can we just not have showings until after three when I'm home from work because my kids are sick and they're home alone or something or, you know, lots of different things. I'm having a party. I planned it a month ago. I'm having the party. Yeah. We're not going to have showings at your party. And there's times where I just want to lay in my bed and I don't want people walking through my house. That's just not an excuse, Todd. That's not going to cut it. Not that that's ever happened. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So um, the other really neat thing that happens. So here's the other thing that I think some people feel they why they don't want to sell in the winter. They they actually um, align selling with moving. So what I often get are people saying, I don't want to sell. You know, I don't want to move during the winter months. Well, you're selling during the winter months. Moving can be planned for April, May, June, depending on what you negotiate with your buyer. The other thing I find is uh, we're finding more and more of our sales uh, have a clause in it that actually allows the seller to remain on the property after closing. So Hmm. this is just sort of another idea, you know, because we're always just looking for solutions. You get somebody who buys over the Christmas months, they want, they want to close because they've got a commitment on their mortgage rate or something till the end of March, but you've got a family in the house saying, no, I, ca- I can't really leave till the end of April. And now we've got that seller who's going to get their money in March, closing is going to happen, and they're going to lease back that home for one month before they leave. And, you know, we do this a lot, and we find our sellers love it because their money is in hand, knowing that it's going to be ready for their purchase when they go to close. Hmm. Interesting. So, lots of ways to skin a cat, they say. And, like you said, well... <laughs> sell a house. <laughs> but you defer that movement. You you say, you know, and, and if your buyer's agreeable, um, you can push everything off when the yeah. weather's a bit better. So, we've got a few uh, properties right now that are closing in that week between Christmas and New Year's. And, of course, the families in the homes don't want to leave at that time either. It's holiday time. Who wants to spend their holidays actually physically packing? And so we're doing the lease back for them. So they'll have their money by their new year for whatever their purposes are. Sometimes it's a tax-related issue, most often not in residential in Canada. But it could just be however they're planning their budget. They're going to have their money in their hands at Christmas and um, and be able to stay in that house till the end of February. We've got a few pay- people doing it's funny, the first house I bought, we purchased from a couple, unfortunately, that were splitting up. And we, we purchased it on December, well, it closed December 30th. Yeah. So there we were, 
the day before New Year's. Did you schlepping actually, stuff so through did the you snow. actually move in we actually moved in december 30th and new okay. year's i think i was in bed by 10 30 on new year's because it's just so bagged you know yeah yeah but i mean and there's times where people just that's the date they want they need their money they want to get out and yeah you know well when a lot of times right now throughout toronto a lot of the people buying these homes are investors so we know they're buying the bungalows to tear down or to rent out or do whatever um they actually love it when we say and our seller will lease back for three months because a they're going to get rental money and b they're not going to be looking for the tenant who's going to move in january one you're right Who's, mm. who, how, what are the chances of finding a tenant who's going to take a place January 1? The more I think about that, the more it sounds incredible, you know, for, for a family that is thinking and they've already bought another pur- purchase or another house, but they don't want to move. This works for everyone's benefit if you can agree to it. You That's know, right. It just allows you to stay where you are, gives you more time to pack, yeah. and you're not going through snow. Yeah. And, and you know, and I'll just add as well, if you are selling one of those bungalows or storing a house, one of those older homes where you feel maybe the value is in your land, that maybe the people buying your home are going to be builders, I would actually tell you that by selling around the holiday season is probably one of your best times to hmm. sell. Because, again, not a lot of competition. The builders are anxious to know they've got a place to put their workers come may or june july they need to get their their crew back on a site and they actually don't really want to buy in september and close in december because they can't do anything with that home for a number of months right they would but if you if they buy in december and know that they don't have to close till april they can even start their application process between december and april Come June, maybe they're, they're, they can actually start digging. And it's never a bad time to sell to a builder because they're always probably you know, looking for properties. I mean, every day they're probably looking for properties. In this market, they are. So, you know, sort of just recapping on what the market's doing today and why I think going into the next three months uh, for sellers is going to be quite positive is the market today is still very strong. I'm, I'm constantly hearing people say, oh, well... You know, we miss the market. It's the spring market. Should we should we sell now or should we wait till next spring? And and the first que- the first part of this is waiting till next spring. I don't. I really don't have that crystal ball. I can't promise you that next spring will look like last spring. Right. I, I just don't know. Um, that's number one. I do know what our fall market's doing right now. And what I'm seeing out there right now is we are still seeing multiple offers. We are still seeing really solid, solid sale prices. In fact, some sale prices that I think are higher today than we would have seen in May. Wow. So it is, um, it's a great market. People are probably noticing, you're probably noticing out there, there's a few for sale signs that are taking a little longer to sell in your neighborhood. I want you to think about something though. Back in the spring, the strategy was more often than not a list price of much less than what people were expecting to get. So if you were expecting to get a million, we were watching people list at 850 and do the bidding more. And yes, it sold for over the asking and it sold in a week. And today we're seeing more people who are expecting a million pricing their home at a million 19, which means they're waiting for the guy who's going to come negotiate. Will it take a little longer than a week? It can. It can take three, four weeks. We're watching that time on the real estate market, the days on market inching upwards. But we're not watching the prices in any particular area really drop when we look at the medium price. So um, 
it is an excellent time to sell right now. And if you're willing to um, listen to a good realtor like the Mulholland and Ross Group, who can advise you on where to price to get the biggest impact in your marketplace, now is a great time to sell. And it's amazing that you mentioned the May you know, time period, because for me, looking as, as a guy who's got young kids, and if I were moving, I'd be wanting to make sure I hit that September, hey, got to get the kids in school. Right. I may be willing to pay a bit more and go a bit crazy because I might get into a bidding war in May because I know I've got a hard deadline versus this time, it's wide open, you know? It, it is. I mean, it's funny. Even with kids, they teach us in relo- when relocating families that moving during a school year is not a bad thing. Mm. It actually throws the kids instantly into their social circle. It instantly in, uh, introduces them to the neighborhood kids and hopefully gives you as a, an opportunity as a parent to sign up for the the soccer, the summer soccer camps and the right. the art camps and stuff. Whereas if you moved into your neighborhood right in July, you might miss that. You might not really know Anybody where until, anybody is going. Yeah. yeah. So um, houses are pretty, less on the market. The buyers out there are serious. I'd say, you know, we all know the negatives. It's cold and you got to keep your, sho- your walkway shoveled. You really have to keep your walkway shoveled. And be iced and salted. We know. And it and we know it can be negative. Um, we know what those are. Those are the obviouses. As far as dollars in your pocket for a seller, uh, I don't see a negative. And what I and what I really I just don't know what next year will bring. We have come out of we have now had two years in a row of double digit increases, year over year increases in the four one six area code. Will that continue? You know. We'll, we'll have to see. Mm. Mm. One one final question before we go to break. Um, I don't know if think we've ever talked about this, but um, is it generally understood that during an open house, you leave your house if you're the seller and you don't hang out and <laughs> read a book or, you know, I mean. Then, Todd, are you asking for any in particular reason? No, 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 no. But, but we were talking earlier about, you know, block at those times when you absolutely can't have a showing because right. you've got a family get together. Yeah. But if you're not doing anything specific, but you just go, oh, my God, look at the weather. Who wants to go out? OK, you got to clear a out. great point. So if you are if you've got a family with five kids and they're going nuts, so I'd probably say good time to go for a quick walk, go go get a cocoa, go tobogganing yeah. for a little while and allow those showings to happen we've got a lot of single and couples in homes and and i'll tell you especially our seniors i would i never expect them to leave their home in a showing most homes are big enough that if you're in one end of the house and there's a showing going on you can kind of you know sit in your chair and read or watch a show quietly in the small room and when people are coming towards that room you leave and go to another part of the house we've got some people who just can't be mobile can't leave their room you just do your thing. The, the the trick is is to not really try to engage in conversation too much. A, you don't want to reveal any of your cards. Yep. You know, you're you're selling a big asset and you want someone professional to negotiate that for you. But the other part is you just want the buyers to be comfortable to speak openly to their agent in your house. That is the biggest reason. It is if I'm in the room and I'm not even a seller. I'm, I'm the. I'm, let's just say I'm the seller's agent, and I'm in the room, and the buyer's agent's in the room, and their clients in the room. That conversation between the two of them will not happen openly and honestly if I'm in the room. It'll so happen outside, maybe. It will. Yeah. So, and I want that conversation to happen so their agent can get the full scope of what their client wants, and then allow us to negotiate for you. Nice. All right, we're going to take a short break. You're listening to RealEstateToronto.com Radio. Have a cocoa and stick around. We'll be right back.
I always listen to Linda Ronstadt in the hot tub in a snowstorm. Oh, I love I love her voice. Yes. Love her voice. Um, so just as a final word, if anybody has any questions, winter, spring, summer, fall, we are located at 246 Shepherd Avenue West at Shepherd and Senlac in the Toronto area, Young and Shepherd area. And, um, you know, sometimes you just want to pop in and talk to a realtor, just sit down, no strings, no contract signed. You have questions, just drop in. Give us a call at 416-230-8500. We'll make sure someone's actually there and we're not all out showing houses. But you're welcome to drop in. And when you drop in, we do ask, um, you know, we're one of those crazy folk who wake up hungry every day. So we support the North York Harvest Food Bank every day. We don't just do it. We talk about it a little more during Thanksgiving and the winter season, but it is every day because the families wake up hungry every day. So if you are dropping in, we'd love it if you brought in a non-perishable food item. And between now and January 1st, we're collecting old cell phones as well. For Africa, for people. For, that, for kids in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, which is it's just a really, really cool uh, program that a client of ours is putting together. And um, we'd love to, to support them. Nope, it, it can be, be your old flip, flip phone. phone. It can be, you know, I think the old two pound blocks can stay in on your. As a hammer. Uh, yeah, keep those. But we've got about seven of them now in the office since last week. And I know we've got a group of people bringing more in this week. So uh, anything you've got, if you want to clean out those drawers, bring them on over. Excellent. And the sign's going up. Sign is going up as we speak. Wow. Yeah. Another reason to talk to you uh, in person is and this show is great and you can listen to it on podcast anytime after Sunday at 4 p.m. But things change and can, can change on a daily basis. Oh so my gosh. why not yeah. touch base? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank Excellent. you, Todd. Realestatetoronto.com is where you find us and uh, details of the show. We're here every Sunday at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio. We will catch you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. Thank you.